Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing the 13th of December 2021. So, again, it's been an incredibly volatile week on the market. The overall trend has been down, but in between times we've seen £3 rallies, £4 drops. So, as ever, the market is causing a lot of headache. In terms of values, I would think Feed Barley X Farm for Jan, you're probably looking at around £205 a tonne. I would stress that we have heard higher values out there, and if you find a short, I'm pretty sure that there will be a better value, but as a rough guide, that's where we're at. Feed Wheat for Jan, you're probably looking at around 215 The Feed Wheat market has seen a little bit of interest from consumers looking to take on some cover with the prices edging off. And at the minute, we've seen the US market actually rally a little bit after having a big hit from the USDA. Whether that is a dead cat bounce or not remains to be seen. Oilseed rape, the volatility in this market is certainly extreme. I mean, as a guide for Feb 22, you're looking at £595 X farm. There is a technical issue in this market, which is putting the pressure on the upside to the Feb price in that if you are a consumer, you will quite happily buy the Feb futures because it will give you stem that you could hold on to and then carry through to the end of the season. So, you know, come the May price, you're not seeing as good a value. The best value at the minute is in the Feb because you have consumers that want to own the physical goods. And if they own the futures, they will own the physical rapeseed. It will be in store and they know they can call on it for later. Whether they do that or not is another thing. That's something to bear in mind. Milling wheat premiums for the Group 1s are still very firm. So what you can see here is there is German milling wheat available, but again, it's very hard to get hold of freight. The infamous Australian milling wheat crop doesn't look like it's going to be as big as everyone first thought with the ongoing rains. So I think the Group 1 milling and the Group 2 milling wheat markets, if you've got a full spec, those premiums are firm. I mean, you're looking at, I don't know, 45 to £50. Pounds. Depending on where you are in the country, if you go into the north, up into Manchester and Liverpool, those premiums are very big. But finding hauliers to get up there and deliver the stuff is a whole other ballgame. And I think overarching the domestic market for the UK is this haulage and getting hauliers to travel. There's no issues with local shorter hauls, but as soon as you start looking in further afield into other counties, haulage becomes very expensive and hard to find. So I think going forward, maybe after the sugar beet season starts to wind down in February, we might see more haulage available. Certainly for the time being, it's very tight. Anyway, that's where the markets are this week. And as ever, my favourite word, volatility. The market is so volatile, it's unbelievable. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Are you an experienced bookkeeper looking for a new opportunity? 
Jew and Grain have a full-time position available at their head office in Aylsham, Norfolk. If you would like to be considered, send your CV to tessa at dewinggrain.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you. If you're searching for Christmas gift ideas, then look no further. We're Crush, artisanal makers of yummy stuff in the heart of the Norfolk countryside. From oils to sauces, cereals to teas and chutneys to honeys, we have something for everyone. Our bespoke hampers make a great gift and are perfect for festive feasting. Or your hard-to-buy Aunt Jackie. To shop online, visit us at www.crush-foods.com or find our products in all good independent retailers. Shop local and save food miles with Crush Food. Right, well, here we are, another podcast without AD. I've got Ian. Yeah, morning. Hello. Yeah, and then just, well, just me. Yeah, we have been a bit light on the ground. We have, last week at the time recording, Andrew was a bit under the weather, feeling a bit groggy. We were kind of hoping for the best, but unfortunately he's tested positive. Poor boy, he's been a bit under the weather, hasn't he? Or heavily under the weather, should I say? Yeah, I mean, he's still able to phone up and yell at us. <laughs> I think it's um, a cage lion, I think you the best way to refer to, a bear of the sore head. He doesn't like being um, pent up like he is and uh, kind of wants to get out and about. No, who can blame him? I mean, you know, being pent up. But we've held the fort and kind of things are going all right. We've had, I don't know, as the week's gone on, it's actually kind of, it sounds a bit negative, but there's been a bit of Christmas mode feeling this week, hasn't there? Yeah, I mean, that's your favourite saying in the office, Ian. That and, oh, has the worm turned again? We love talking about the worm. No, you do. But yes, okay, there it does feel like a bit more of a Christmas mode. Oh, God. And, yeah. But it, we're not there yet. There's still no, a... we're not there. Oh, there. There's loads of stuff. So I was, yeah, that was a bit negative of me. It's not. We're not on that wind-down mode. There is loads of stuff mm. happening. But kind of volume of traffic on the phones is a little bit quieter. Is that because shooting's going on? Oh, you shouldn't have gone there, Ben. <laughs> it's a subject we never talk about, isn't it? Oh. But, yeah, there is obviously quite a lot of that going on, I think, this year. Yeah. Before we get another lockdown, we don't get another lockdown. Does number oh, 10 have a party? That's not coming. That's not coming. <laughs> oh. Another Christmas party. Another Christmas party at number 10 that didn't happen. Better one as good as the uh, during Grand Christmas party. Oh, no. They're always pretty epic. Well, we are a bit, oh, I just say nervous, but our Christmas party, we're planned for the 27th of December. 22nd of December, Ian. Did I say 22nd? I you I said did. the 27th, oh, I God, thought. Okay. Which is normally quite an interesting affair, so please try to avoid phoning the office on the afternoon of the 27th, because <laughs> you won't get a lot of coherent conversations from 22nd? Us. You said 27th again. Not again, did I? Oh dear, mental block there, Webby. Yeah, no, try to avoid phoning the office then. Well, let's hope we can have it. Oh, oh I think we will. I think yeah, we okay. Will. We are going to a very trendy venue this year. Local to us, but it's a very cool <laughs> vibe in this pub that we're going to. And yeah, yeah. right up our street. So. Oh, no, excellent. Right, well, come on. I mean, let's get back to the market and... The serious stuff. So, I mean, what we've seen. So, we've got to well, say the most pivotal thing has been last night's USDA. 100%. So, yeah. That was the thing we were all waiting for this week. The market, in general, did quite a few different... You know, it did slipped off, didn't it, through the week? And week. Yeah, but we've had loads of turns, because I think when we recorded last week, there was a shade of negativity, and it was on the back of the Omicron, and then kind of started the week in a bit of a positive vein, didn't it? I can't remember the numbers. But then the USDA kind of was 
the catalyst again for a bit of a sell-off. And we've now, I think probably from the time we're recording, probably £3 lower on the week, I would have thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, um, we definitely are. Because we've got, now got May futures value trading at 227 Yeah. Today's value. Yeah. And then obviously having a knock-on to new crop. But, yeah. you know, headlines from the USDA. I was going to uh, say, what are the headlines? Because you are far better read than I am. <sighs> No, I'm not. Essentially, it was greater stocks, lower exports, giving a greater carry out, which just has depressed the market, really. We did see, so there was, what was it, it was 10 down in the States before the report was released last night at 5, and then it, yeah. I think it got nudged down to about 21 cents down. It, yeah, 21. And, and probably it, knocked about 4 quid off our market, I think. Yeah. It did slightly find its feet into the close. And then that was funny, wasn't it? Because, as you say, it bounced, and then this morning we woke up and it was 6 down, mm. but now as we've come in, the US market's rallied. Yeah, it's 5 or 6 up, and that's put a quid onto the UK price, so... Yeah, and then there are some mixed signals around because we did glean in a few places yesterday that there's consumer buying interest well this consumer buying i mean it was put to us as taking upside protection so whether that's covering with the futures or maybe there's some option strategies going for people protecting their future i mean let's be blunt you know you've seen the market come off its all-time high you're a consumer You know, why not take a bit of cover? Yeah, we had a consumer approach in the week looking to buy. I mean, ironically, they actually played it to leg in the short term, and he's right. But, yeah, it's interesting to see, will the dip be bought? Yeah, I think you call it bottom picking, don't you, Ian? Which is another one of your favourite pastimes. (laughs) Well, the other saying is, of course, tops and bottoms are for For fools. fools. Yeah, But contract highs are a buy. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) It's never wrong to lock in a profit. It's always probably, yeah. Game of probability, isn't it? Short term, I think, to me, it feels like, yes, there may be some of the dip buying forward covering moments, but it feels like it's going to drift into the Christmas New Year period. Second half of the year, blimey. I mean, there's so many opportunities. We all know that it's going to be tight tail end of the year in the UK. It certainly feels it, really, from where we're sitting at the moment. And, yeah, God forbid we haven't even talked about a weather scare yet on new crop. No, and actually that leads me nicely on to the second point, which is actually, I think the weather patterns in the Black Sea have been okay. Okay. There is moisture. Yeah. There is a bit of warmth. So I think, you know, that's adding a little bit of downward pressure to the market. But I agree with you, we're very early into the season still. Feels like there's limited downside in this market and quite a potential for it to spike on that weather scare moment. Um, mm. Growers have been, in our experience, been taking some cover on the new crop levels, which I think is, yeah, it's a sensible kind of strategy against where we're sitting at the moment and the yeah. unknowns. You know, prices are still pretty good. So I think locking something in, I mean, the other question that we're always discussing is the whole fertiliser thing. Yeah. And there's no two ways about it. Oil and gas prices have come down. Will fertiliser prices come down in line with that? Probably not. Well, it's classic, isn't it? Have we seen petrol prices come down at the pump? I mean, you know, you drive that ginormous 42-litre thing, don't you? (laughs) Which one are you driving now, Ian? I don't know. But the good news is you only drive two minutes down the road. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So those prices have come down. Will fertiliser prices come down? I think that's a relative... I mean, apparently in France, they're still struggling to get supply of fertiliser. But that's going to be... So regardless of prices, it's it's then going to be about availability and can people meet their order book. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of unknowns to come. I've got to say, long term, I still feel on the friendly side of things. But, you know, the Christmas sentiment, the attitude from maybe more of a fund kind of thing or trade position of trimming longs back just as a risk-off mode into the new year. Yeah, 
It's probably not a bad thing, is it? You know, if it does go a bit quiet, because it's going to let the trade catch up with lots of other things. But do you remember last year? So last Christmas, we were, I'm pretty sure we were working from home, were we not? Yeah, we were. We were bubbled up. Yes, we, we were. We were of course in, we were. We were in teams and there was yeah. three and off at one time. And I think it was the 27th or 28th of December. Mm-hmm. And on one of my bubble days, I was slightly naughty and I decided to go and play around a golf with a mate. <laughs> this <laughs> is why Ian was supposed to be working every It was quiet. And I don't play a lot of golf. I'm not one of those. I have like an annual game of golf a year. And so, then the greensman uh, has to follow you around and fill in all the divots. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> So um, there was me, went to a local little links course, it's nothing serious, it's a bit of a knock around in a beer afterwards, just about to uh, get on the course, and then I get a phone call from Andrew saying, bloody hell, have you seen the market? We can now pay £200 a tonne. So there was me on a technical work day, and I don't always, it might sound like I'm uh, playing truant the whole time, but this was like the one... You're the off, one, you're the off one this afternoon, aren't you, Ian? And uh, so there was me in the car park, flustering around, thinking, oh, yeah, right, let's buy some wheat, and we were out bidding £200 a tonne, weren't we? Yeah. And that kind of came out of nowhere. I kind of wonder whether we've got a day, you know, is there another one of those coming? Who knows? Well, oh God, yeah. There could well be. Sorry, the reason I made that huffy noise is because we still have Putin and China doing whatever they want. And actually, they're the only two countries that will sway this market in a big way. Yeah. Where do you think the Russia-Ukraine story is going at the moment? Well, you know... Again, that's just another massive issue, isn't it? The troop build-up is still there. The troops are still there. If Putin really did want to... Th- I can't believe he'd want to do it. But if he did want to throw a spanner in the works, move a few troops over the border, and all of a sudden it will be, you know, blind panic. What would that create? The bit I struggle with is trying to work out what that will mean to the grain markets. Is that going to freeze kind of the well, you would shipping th- out the Black Sea? Yeah, you'd kind of think that all those massive ports in the Ukraine that are famous for shipping thousands of tonnes of grain a day will all of a sudden start to grind to a halt. And especially the danger is that, of course, you know, Russia has a fleet in Crimea a naval fleet, you know, if they decide to do a blockade, well, crikey, I think the markets would absolutely fly up. But, you know, we don't know yet. And obviously, you know, China, what are we seeing there? They remain fairly quiet. Again, oh, of course, the story with China is that all these diplomats keep boycotting the games. Yeah. Well, that's a negative story, isn't it? Really, you think there'll be some retaliatory kind of... Well, they've said, haven't they? I think China has said that the UK, Australia and the US are now going to pay for their decision. Now, what the hell does that mean? Well, it means less corn imports, doesn't it, really? Or it means less US origin, you'd think. Yeah. So maybe that's a negative. But similarly, in the same vein, the one bit of big news was that China bought a million tonnes of French origin, didn't they, in the week? Yeah. Ah, now, and that plays into the other part of this story. Guess who's not boycotting the Olympic Games? Go on. France. Are they? Yeah. Uh, the cheese-eating surrender monkeys. I don't think you can say that in modern-day society, Ben, can you? Oh. But anyway, anyway, we'll leave that the one cheesy, there. Have we got any French listeners? I don't know. So the cheese-eating... It so, helps if you could say it, Ian. The uh, cheese-eating surrender monkeys. So you reckon it's a tit-for-tat? It's like, oh, well, you haven't boycott us. Oh, here's yeah. a million tonnes worth of business. Well, I'm not one to question what Does goes the world on, Ian. really work like that? <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. I heard it today on the radio that France will not be boycotting the games. Quote, unquote, they have said you shouldn't use sport for political reasons, which, okay, I'm sure that's fine. But as you say, bit odd, they get a massive order and then all the French diplomats are going to go to the games. Yeah, I go along with that. Sport shouldn't be a bargaining chip. No. It has been used a lot in history, hasn't it? Well, I mean, famously South Africa and apartheid, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, okay, so there we go. So the French are going to go, they've had this massive order, and yeah, the Chinese have said that they're going to retaliate, so let's just see. Perhaps a few less plastic toys on the shelves? Not a bad thing. (laughs) We looked at it the other day. I mean, look at your desk. And I'm sitting in front of probably five to ten items here that are made in China. Yeah. I had a conversation with my father the other day, and he said, Oh, God. Oh, you know, we should all be buying a lot less Chinese stuff. I was like, yeah, easier said than done. You know, just look at it. Great, it's a lovely kind of fairy tale, fantasy kind of idea, but yeah. It's it's impossible. At the minute, it is impossible. And just on the whole Chinese thing and shipping of goods, I mean, again, you know, let's be blunt, freight rates aren't coming down for boats and shipping. They have ease, though, haven't they? They have ease. It's very difficult to find a boat. You know, okay. you know, you speak to some of the brokers and they're saying, yeah, not that easy to get boats going. And I'm assuming container businesses still, well... Oh, my God. Best not even talk about that. Yeah, it's container, but it's crazy. just absolutely yeah. mental. That's where we are. It must be time for a beer. Now, the good news is that, or bad news, depending on how you look at it, we don't have Josh with us this week. Okay. And let's not forget, Josh threw me under a bus last week when he decided to get three beers out of the box. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't hack it, could you? No. I'm fine, you know, I'm fighting for him now. But what I suggest is, Ian, we don't get seven beers out of the box, because that's obviously Josh's logic. Oh, I see what he's... Oh, right. I was, oh, I thought he was beer eat. No, one. no, no, he was trying to catch up catch on the beer up. calendar. Uh, oh, that'd be fun, though. Well, I've, got, I've got to drive quite a distance this afternoon, so... Doesn't I'm... seem to worry you normally, Ian. <laughs> right, so we're not going to do seven, so I'll tell you what, Webby, you randomly pick one from the box... Oh, what's my lucky number? I'll oh. go for my rugby number. I thought number 69 was your lucky number. Number five. Where is it? Oh, number five. There you go. He's straight in there. Strong fingers Ian's got. Oh, oh God. Now then. And I've got... Oh, I'm quite looking forward to this. Cold Snap. It's a hoppy lager. Oh. Do you like the branding? I think it's quite cool. It's Grape Newsome Brewery. Okay. So go on, Ben. What's your number? What? Oh, Pick, no, no, that's okay. for me. I'm having that one. No, all right. What's your number? Uh... Do you want a four? Let's go on, go four, go four. Straight in with those fingers. Oh, I think you've got a bum deal here. Oh, no. Oh, mate, no. Frothingham, best. Best bitter. I thought it was a stout, and I'm not a stout fan, but... No, I'm not a stout fan. Okay. you might have... Oh, no, that's... Or do you want a redraw? No, let's just go go with what we've got. Come on. Okay, here we go. So, just while Ian's opening his, so I've got a, yeah, Frothingham, best bitter... Now then, a dark amber hue, homegrown pale ale, and oh, crystal and wheat malt gives the beer a slightly nutty edge. I know I'm quite looking forward to this one, and unlike last week, I can probably finish it. Go on, Ian. So yeah, I'm on a cold snap hoppy lager, straw-coloured lager with a depth of hop character. Brewed using the finest homegrown malt and flavoured with a blend of German lager hops. Looks good. 5.2. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so the frothing, that is very nice. I do like a good bitter, and it's quite light. Yeah, no, very good. What about you? Yeah, good. I'm not actually a lager fan generally, but yeah, no, it's a good beer. Quite like that. Well, as ever, thank you, Great Newsome. We're a little bit behind on the beer calendar box, but I've got an awful feeling that when Andrew comes in, we'll catch up very quickly. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And we might even have to... uh, crack one out on the um, Christmas do as well. Well, we will do on the 22nd. So. Sorry, and you're going to crack what out of the Christmas do? <laughs> okay, yeah, well, look, much. I think we'll leave it there. It'll be good to get AD back. I'm pretty sure our two listeners want AD back. That would be good. No, we wish him well. I mean, he should be back to fighting form next week. Look out the grain trade. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. Cheers, Webby. 
Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.